great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Tuesday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Boy, do we have a lot to get to this morning. And some of it is quite controversial. To many of you that listen to this program, I you know that I generally don't like to focus on the topic of race. But I find the need to do so this morning. And I try to limit it to only when I have something really to say. And I have something to say this morning. One of our callers, Steve in Manhattan, called yesterday. And I was not aware of what was going on in Providence, Rhode Island. He brought up, and it is completely uh, accurate, our buddy O'Brien Murray uh, also sent me some stuff on this, an affirmative action deal that is going forward in the city of Providence, Rhode Island. And now, of course, officials are revisiting the issue, and guess where they want to bring it next? The state of New York, affirmative action. So I am starting out this morning with this premise. Life is not fair. It it bears repeating. And and these are what my experiences have shown me. Life is not fair. Were African Americans mistreated historically? Absolutely yes, undeniable. But I also believe in this great country, if you want success bad enough and you're willing to work hard, sacrifice, discipline, you can achieve any goal. Whether it's a PhD, whether it's funding for your business, whether it's opening a community center, whatever you define your goal as, you can achieve it if you're willing to put in the sacrifice, the discipline, and the hard work. These days, what Dominic Carter is about is legacy. I am about legacy these days. So, what I mean by that is I want my grandkids, Carter and Eva, to attend Ivy League colleges. Harvard, Yale, Dartmouth, not Columbia, because it's in the city of New York, and uh, maybe things will be better crime-wise. And so if they are, then put Columbia in there as well. And I will do everything in my power that is necessary for them to attend Ivy League institutions. And if they don't make it, the way that I look at life, if they don't make it to the Ivy League institutions, that's on me. That means that if they don't make it, I didn't work hard enough. And what I mean about legacy, if it means getting a second job to pay for my grandkids to attend Harvard, I would gladly do so. I believe when it comes to life, no excuses, no excuses, no excuses, no excuses. So before we break down the affirmative action argument, 
a couple of bullet points here that are really on my mind. The man who shot Lady Gaga's dog, Walker, got 21 years in prison. Should have been 41. Got 21 years in prison. The man who shot the dog, Walker, of Lady Gaga and swiped her two French bulldogs was handed a 21-year prison sentence Monday. That's all, folks, that these criminals understand. Prison, discipline, on them, on them, on them. So the suspect pleaded no contest to one count of attempted murder as part of the violent robbery. So that's one issue. This next one is really bothering me. And it does not help race relations in this country. This second one is really bothering me, and it does not help race relations in this country. It happened in North Carolina. An 83-year-old man working at Home Depot. This animal is stealing items from Home Depot. And I I believe Home Depots across the country, they're set up with the main store. And then, and and there's video of this online. And then if you veer off to the right-hand side, uh, it's generally the garden. And there are a couple of registers where you could leave uh, via the garden section. And so, of course, it's easier to shoplift there because you just walk out and keep on going. And so an 83-year-old man, and we have to respect the fact that this man got up and went to work at 83. I don't know if he did it out of necessity. I don't know if he did it uh, simply because he wanted something to do. But at age 83, he was working at Home Depot. And... This animal, who happens to be African-American, is walking by, and he has his cart full of uh, items. And you see on video the elderly man, the employee of Home Depot, try to stop the man that's walking out with the cart of, uh, of products. And the police have called this individual a menace to society, a shoplifter who's still on the loose. And so the man, you see the 83-year-old man stepping up to confront the man uh, who's trying to wheel out these items, right, in Hillsborough store, October 18th, and this animal pushes the old man. Why would you do that to an 83-year-old man? Why would you do something like that? And so you already know, folks, how the story is going to go. You see on the video that almost like a hurricane uh, hitting an item, that's what it looked like. The elderly man goes flying no chance at all, and he falls to the ground, and the elderly man, and the, the shoplifter keeps on going, and the elderly man ended up spending his his birthday in a hospital, and he had made hopeful plans to see his new grandchild for the first time. And he died last week, Thursday, due to complications from the injuries received. I'm I'm not trying to be mean, but so does that animal deserve reparations? Should he qualify for reparations? The medical examiner in North Carolina has ruled the 83, and the, the worker happened to be white. 
and the suspect is black. And this is the point that I try and get across to, frankly, people in the African-American community. You have to look at what's going on and how things are perceived. It plays to every bad stereotype that one can imagine about race relations and people of of color. And so the 83-year-old man, his son, says, it's just beyond our comprehension that someone would do this for a couple of power washers. So that's two. And in a moment, we're going to be taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Dominic Carter here with you. And then the third one, the third one. And I, I, I just don't understand, folks. So the third one occurs right here in our backyard in the city of New York. A 96-year-old man. There, there are no rules anymore. There used to be a protocol to even amongst the criminals. Doesn't exist anymore. A 96-year-old man in a wheelchair was shot in the leg in broad daylight. 96 years old by another animal aiming at a woman outside of Brooklyn Housing Project. Monday. So apparently, based on what police are saying, the gunman was robbing the woman. He grabbed her coat and some cash and then opened fire on her when she started running away. And this was at 9.30 a.m. near the Kingsborough houses in Crown Heights. And so the bullet instead struck the 96-year-old man who was sitting in his motorized wheelchair while waiting for a bus at Bergen Street and Rochester Avenue. So the question becomes, how long is this 96-year-old man going to live after being shot? So those are the circumstances that's on my mind as we go into this topic on affirmative action. New York lawmakers, New York lawmakers are pushing for slavery uh, reparations, revisiting the argument for African-Americans here in the state of New York. So Steve calls last night, Steve from Manhattan, and he just mentions it in passing, and I was not aware of it in Providence, Rhode Island. They have launched a $10 million reparations program for black and Native American people, but poor white people may qualify as well because federal funds earmarked for a budget cannot exclude anyone based on race. Here's my position on all of this affirmative action talk as it relates to reparations. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's highly divisive. And in my opinion, you will not achieve the goal of helping the people that you plan on helping. You could give them $100,000. If if many of these individuals do not have the ability to properly plan and spend and save these funds, the money will be gone at the snap of a finger, and then what? And then they're going to want round two of reparations. Is that how that works? And so the mayor uh, in Providence, Rhode Island, and in Providence, the money is not going to go to any individual. They're not going to get $10 million. And so it's going to, the money apparently is uh, going to go to different types of programs, different businesses, um, all types of programs. But in California, a nine-person reparation committee is urging that every descendant of slaves in the state 
be paid out a sum for housing discrimination. It takes into account every black person living in the state between 1933 to 1977, and they say it equates to $223,000 and $239 each, each, each. And in New York now, some New York lawmakers are saying that that 223000 is not enough, that that's not, that's not enough, that, that it needs to be more than that in New York. So I want to have a discussion. If, if you support reparations, I want to hear from you. If you are against reparations, I want to hear from you. The bottom line is this, folks. I have always believed in the power of me that, and I'm talking about going back to when I had absolutely nothing, that I'm going to believe in me, that I'm going to make it happen for me and my family. I I don't want your handouts. Just give me a shot, a fair shot. And I'll work harder than anyone else. I will do whatever is necessary for success for my family. But this argument for reparations, it is a mistake. It's divisive. What is the point of keep keep going down these roads where it is divisive? And what these lawmakers are not telling you, you can give people $223,000, and if, if they don't know what to do with it, what, what what's the point? Let's start with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's begin with Al and Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind this morning? Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, I just want to touch on the affirmative action. Okay. Uh, you know, I... Affirmative action was a hot-button political issue in the 1970s and the 1980s, post-Warren uh, era court. And I've always been against affirmative action. I believe, like you said, uh, you have to work hard. I think if you take a civil service exam or any exam and you work hard and you put the time in, uh, it should all be based on merit. So I always believe that to be the case. And recently, uh, I wasn't surprised, but Mayor Adams said he wanted to uh, diversify uh, the fire department to look, reflect more like the uh, city demographics. But again, I think it all comes down to merit and uh, studying and working hard and doing good on that exam. Do you agree? Yes, I I agree with you. Um, The argument as it relates to the fire department is not one that is new. Uh, I believe that um, the only way to do this fairly is that if if any group wants to uh, become firefighters, you've got to work hard, study, and and find a way to crack through. You've got to, but it's got to be done the same exact way that everyone else is doing it. That's and that's that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about the specialized high schools sure, uh, in in too. New York. And so, I I do thank you for the call, thank Al, you, and, and you have a, a great morning. So let's go to Judy. Judy, it says here is for reparations. Is that accurate, Judy? Yes. Okay. I'm for reparations, and okay. I'll tell you that in the beginning I wasn't. I was um. Definitely against it. But after the way our country has been spending money and sending money overseas and taking care of everybody, and they settle reparations for the Jewish people, and they settle reparations for the Japanese. Okay, but wait, 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 Judy, wait, wait. What what reparations for the Jewish people? I I don't – maybe I'm wrong, but – they did get reparations. I, I'll have to look it up. Okay, okay, did. all right. I'm not so familiar the, with it. But go ahead. The Holocaust, the people in the Holocaust, they got reparations. 
Okay, I, okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it, Judy. I just have to look it up because I'm I'm yes. not sure about that. But go ahead, please continue. Right. And and send them money to Ukraine, and between four presidents from George Bush up until uh, Obama, our country has spent over thirty trillion dollars, and it only takes one trillion to settle reparations for black people. Okay, so Judy, so explain to me how would this work under your plan? Well, in California, they put a price on it. Right. So they want to give every um every black person with slave ancestry. Now you would have to be able to prove that, right? Right, and I, and I I don't know how we prove that, but but okay, but but please well, tell I me. I know my family can. Okay, right? all right, but from, but but please tell me people. how 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 would you because I have to move on, Judy. How would you carry this out and, and the way you see it? Okay, and I would give that family that can prove that they stem from that slave ancestry in the South that two hundred and twenty three thousand dollars. Okay, or but even, okay, but but then but then Judy and and you know this would be an issue. Who who does the money go to? What member of well, the family? It, it would be just like is property. You give it to the family, like in is property. You give it to the surviving head of that family, and then they split it up. And who gets who family. gets who gets to decide who is the surviving head? And who's going to mandate that they split it up? See, these are well, all very same, complicated issues. No, if they do it in it, they do it with is property. In the South, black people have is property. You go to surrogate court, and they they you have to put down your family tree, and they contact all the people in the family. Like if I have like my father, he passed away, right? So if he had property, I would get his portion. And then his portion would be split between me and my children. Right. But but let's just say, and, and you know what, Judy, I want you to hold on for one second because uh, I have another caller and we have a lot of calls to get to. Norman in Brooklyn says that, that you're wrong about Jews receiving reparations. Just hold on for one second, Judy, and listen to what Norman, another caller, has to say. Good morning, Norman. Good morning, Dominic. So okay, go right ahead. As far as Jew- yeah. As far as Jews getting reparations from the United States of America, absolutely not. Uh, my mother's a Holocaust survivor. Uh, she dealt with when the, the Nazis took over Austria. She had a, a bunch of beatings, a bunch of abuse, uh, stories that I really don't want to talk about right, right. now. I understand. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm half my family were murdered. Okay. Um, some the individual, like I say, uh, Germany and Austria – did give pensions to survivors. They did, in cases, return citizenship. I mean, Germany did it, forget it, 70 years after, and Austria just started doing it 10 years ago, so most people are dead, okay? Um, I, as, far as, as far as reparations, no. Uh, as far as, you know, looking up the the historical things to return. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, 600 and something thousand white boys died in the American Civil War fighting for a cause which was not ultimately their own, to free slaves, okay? And I, uh, in my opinion, uh, all bets were settled as far as I'm concerned because they, they, they gave their blood, okay? And so I, I, you know, the only thing that reparations are going to do are, is going to create a bad blood, and will do nothing, absolutely nothing, as okay. far as, yeah. Okay, well, Norman, now you hold on for a second. Judy, you just heard uh, what Norman have to say. Is that the uh, reparations that you were talking about? I'm looking at an article right now that says um, Holocaust victims got reparations. And does it say from where? United States. And what what publication is this? Let me see. 
Because see, it's, because it's jo- con- go ahead. conversation. And what is the conversation? See, because well, something's online, that doesn't mean that it's true. But so I have no idea what the conversation is, Judy. Okay, but I heard Carol Maloney say. Okay. All right. Well, I I will Judy, I I Judy and Norman, I I thank you both for your time. Uh I I will take a look into that. But to my knowledge, I did not know uh that that was the case. Let's see Dominic Carter here with you Talk Radio 77 WABC. Reparations appear to be coming to a city or a state near you. The issue is being revisited in New York. My position is that it is dead wrong, dead wrong. All it's going to do is be divisive. I I don't know about the rest of you, but I have always lived my life in terms of I believe in the power of me. I, I, I don't have to have no leader. I, I don't, don't give me any handouts. Just give me a fair shot. And if you give me a fair shot, I will deal with the rest. That's for me, my kids, my grandkids. And I'm trying to make sure that when it comes to legacy, that it's that way for my family, uh, for forever. Let's go to Teresa in New Jersey. Good morning, Teresa. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Always nice to hear your voice. Thank Always. you, Teresa. Thank you. Um, Go right ahead. I completely disagree with this. I completely agree with you and Norman. The only thing this is going to do is going to create more diversity. You, you mean you mean more division? Division. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Early in the morning. It is early and, in the morning. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I just don't. It, it's got to stop somewhere. This all this stuff. It's just a bunch of B. Okay, but well, wait, wait. When you say all this stuff, tell me what do you mean? Division. It's just leading into more and more and more. It's like a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't see it helping anything. I mean, if they have to do this, why don't they put it into teaching? Teaching our kids, mm-hmm. um, you know, about history, etc. Not what's going on in the schools now. Use the money for the veterans, etc. Uh, like like Norman said, I, I absolutely believe this is a. It's just gonna just ridiculous. What? Stupid nonsense, and people just want to get more and more money, just like with the, with the um, during COVID, with the stimulus checks. You know, people are still asking, when are we going to get the next one? When's the next one? When's the next one? You know, more and more food stamps, more this, more that, more everything. Well, Teresa, I, I thank you for the call, and you have a great morning. Um as someone that has uh, some experience with public assistance and food stamps and and uh, and and Medicaid, I understand the necessity, but I really feel that is what's wrong with uh, many communities um, throughout the country. Notice I did not just say minority; I said many communities throughout the country because it becomes a dependency issue. I I know people that literally believe that it's legacy to pass down a housing authority apartment from one generation to the next, which is sad and makes me want to cry. It really does. Let's go to Doris in Manhattan before I take a break. Good morning, Doris. What's on your mind? Good 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 afternoon. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. This is- this is Doris. Doris, we were uh, Dominic. We were promised reparation at the end of slavery. Well, okay, but I, I my great grandmother was a slave. My great grandmother was a slave, and this been passed. So this story been passed on down to us uh, to, to me, and I have passed it to my grandkids that we were promised reparation. 
through at the end of slavery. Okay, well, Doris, for the sake of uh, argument here, and and and, and I, I'm being respectful. I want you to explain to me because th- th- this th- 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 this is an argument that I have had with very good friends, some uh, high profile African American leaders that I cannot name, um, mm-hmm. some with very educated African Americans, and I will say to them. When does the crime stop? Why do we keep making excuses for the people that are bashing other people in the head that happen to be African-American? And the response that I sometimes receive is that, Dominic, you know, we're not too far removed from slavery. And that just drives me up a wall, Doris. And so and so I don't I don't agree with the crime. I don't agree with that, period. But that's. All blacks are not doing crime. You are correct. You are correct. But what? But the question that I want to and, and, go ahead. Go ahead, Doris. There's one other thing I want to say too. Go ahead. Everybody here in New York or in America is not black American. Yes. When well, that opens up another can they of worms. They just put us on one one bunch. Okay. So, but but wait, but Doris, and I'm not. Don't please don't get mad. But what does what happened all those years ago, what does it have to do with people in 2022? Well, I tell you, I can go back to my father. My father worked very, very, very hard for nothing, for literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to say where I'm from, but I okay. can say that it's the deep south. Okay. All right. Well, Doris, I I appreciate your time um, and you articulating your point of view. And I want you to have a a beautiful morning. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going right back to the telephones on the topic of reparations. I am against them. I feel that all they will do is set people of color back even more. I really believe in, in, and I've said this before, in James Brown's song in which he said, um, I, you know, I don't want nobody to give me something. Just open up the door. I'll get it myself. That's the way that I live my life. When we come back, we're going to Staten Island, Long Island, Pennsylvania, Manhattan, and Queens. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are back. I'm looking at my Twitter, and Rich Richie says, we have reparations now. It's called welfare. So that is uh, one uh, perspective on this issue. Let's let's, uh, see what... uh, some of you other folks have to uh, say as it relates to this issue. Let's go to Pat. Pat uh, on Long Island. Good morning, Pat. How do you see this issue? Mr. Carter, it's a pleasure to talk to you, sir. I will Thank try you. to be brief. Okay. I'll try to be brief. I was, uh, I'm was. i from a small hamlet, which is named after um, Native Americans out here in Long Island. And um, as a former school teacher, I was invited after going to a powwow to uh, teach in the Northwest um, on, a, on, on um, um, a, a nation's land, which was now by the current administration being subsidized after their land was ruined from their um, um, the things that are necessary to live, their food and their, uh, their waterways. And uh, the current administration had offered them $120 million dollars to relocate. Now, they were the first people in this this great country of ours, of all of ours, to be needing of um, some sort of uh, necessity. And I believe that reparation, you were talking about legacy before for your grandkids. We need to build that for everybody through, and one of your calls Okay, but Pat, wait, 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 Pat, Pat, but no, no, Pat, 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 no, Pat, because you're going on and on and on. Pat, 
Now, I just want to zero in on this one comment you just said. You said we need to build a legacy as a, for everyone, right? That's what you just said, right? Pat? Pat, are you still there? Through education and health care. Okay, so but wait, 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 Pat. How could you build legacy for everyone? It is my contention that some people don't want anything positive. They want the easy way. They want to cheat. And these are the people that are out here committing crimes. Now, they're not the masses, but everybody does not want something productive. They want to take from others. Yes, I will agree. But you should offer that education and welfare. Those are basic needs. Okay, but Pat, and and now let me push back. Education is available to everyone, especially minorities in this country. Uh, Are you going to tell me it's not, Pat? To a certain extent, you are correct, sir. Okay, but but what but what I'm what I'm saying, Pat, and I I appreciate you you know you being patient with me here, Um, because what bothers me, Pat, to be honest with you, if we want to solve all of the problems, education is the key. What you just pointed to, that is the key. But, but, but what comes with education is that many people don't understand that anything worthwhile in life, you're going to work hard for. You have many people that want the shortcuts in life. And then when the shortcuts don't work, then they want to scream, I want reparations. What about my grandpa? I mean, I, yes. and, and two, Pat, I just don't see how, how this works out. And, and, okay, well, go I, ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, sir, I, no, I'm sorry. I talked over you, sir. I apologize. No problem. Well, I am, I'm a, a forever pe- uh, optimist. So okay. uh, on that regard, on that regard, I will keep hoping. Okay. And uh, I, I will, I will acknowledge this is happening, especially with the violence in our major cities. We do need to address that. We need to address the housing. We need to address the, the, the food shortages and the medical shortages and with that sir i'm gonna go i said i would be brief thank okay. you very much well, th- thank you for the thank you for the call pat and so the reason why i started with those crime incidents this morning and the reason why i focus on crime so much and i get pushed back every now and then ah, dominic ah, and you know in in, in harlem and, and first of all I'm going to be as blunt as I can be right now. You can't run game on me. I'm from these communities. I'm a product of these communities. I am a product of the poor. I am a product of not having a father, of my mother not being around. I am a product of a bad public school system. You cannot run game on me. I know what's going on in the community, what's going on in these streets. That 83-year-old man in North Carolina, that could be me 20 years from now working to, 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 to help pay for my granddaughter to go to Harvard at, at Home Depot, collecting my pension and Social Security and working at Home Depot. And some animal that's, that is a loser in life, that's angry, that that he didn't do anything positive for his life and he's just going to push me out the way as he's stealing someone else's property. So we have to be real about this. And, and if you, if we ever did do reparations and it's wrong and we shouldn't do it because it's divisive, how do you decide which family member is more, you're going to have family arguments in every family. You're going to have the sister saying, no, I'm the head of the family. Of course, the brother is going to say, no, I'm the head of the family. How, how do you decide? And then what happens when one relative gets the money and says, I'm not sharing with anyone? Then what? And it's just wrong. It, it, the, the way around this is go get your education. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Tommy. Thanks Good morning. For my call. Uh, I, I personally think this the, the, the reparation movement is really, it's almost, it's evil disguised as charity. Um, you know, if you promote reparations, you're promoting victimization. You're, you're, you're basically promoting that you're entitled for something and you were a victim 
And, and promoting victimization is dehumanizing. It undermines the will because people then think that if they're a victim, they, they don't they have they don't need to do anything. They don't have an excuse. I, they have an excuse not Dave, to do for themselves. Dave, Dave, you are a thousand percent accurate. A thousand percent and, accurate. And, and that's what I think. It's it's so it's it's really it's almost evil in a way because it's dehumanizing. And and it dehumanizes, it undermines the dignity of a human being when you're doing that. And it's all dressed up with like charity. They all look like, and it's basically all it is, is is the left is trying to buy a vote. I hate to say it, I'll break it down. And it's to keep African-Americans beholden to the Democratic Party. It's another way of keeping them connected. And hopefully they can promote that and undermine their will. And then to be looking for them to be their their saving grace or their, you know, what they're going to get. And that's that's just, just wrong. Well, Dave, I, I agree with you, and I, I uh, appreciate uh, your opinion. Thank you uh, very much. Let's go from Pennsylvania to Queens. Let's say good morning to Jeff. Jeff, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello, Dominic. First-time caller. Well, great. Thank you for I mean, calling first time, in. Long time. Listen, I, I can't wait in about reparations. I've got to think about it some more time, but I want to clarify one thing. A caller earlier in the show mentioned that in the 70s, um, affirmative action, and was he defined it a certain way, and I understand it a different way. Now, I, I you didn't say no to it. So that I got, it sounds like you agreed with him. This is what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish, Jeff. But but yeah. I but I want I want you to understand one thing. If okay. if I responded to everything that said, I would never be able to talk about any other topic. So okay. sometimes something can be so ridiculous, I'll just let it go, or okay. it may not be worthy of a response, well, but go ahead. Okay, well, this person had a certain belief, and a lot of people have this belief, and I think it's the wrong belief, and, it, and it, I will not blame this person, but I will blame the forces of evil who put this belief out there. Okay, let's, let's get to it, Jeff. Go okay. ahead. Okay, here it is. Uh, affirmative action was not meant to give uh, a job to somebody who didn't deserve it, who didn't have the same merit. It was supposed to be, if I understand correctly, and this is going back 40 years, that if two people are equally qualified, have the same merit, then it goes to the quote-unquote minority. Right, but Jeff, I don't want to debate the premise of affirmative action right now. But but I'm saying uh, it was smeared to think that it's going to somebody who doesn't deserve it. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know, Jeff. I think, I think you're reading more into it than what the the caller said. But I, I do thank you for, uh, for making your point. Thank you, uh, thank you very much. I've got to take a break, folks. Coming up at the top of the hour, the man from Mexico, Frank Morano, is back. He'll be joining you at the top of the hour at one a.m. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to be taking your telephone calls from Staten Island to Manhattan to Queens, the Bronx. And also another call from Manhattan. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your burrow to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. And the topic is reparations, and the segment is titled Carter Cares, and that's why I'm against reparations, because I really care about what happens to all of us, in particular communities of color. And this will not help communities of color. It's only going to be a major setback. So, for example, in California, in California, a nine-person reparation committee is urging that every descendant of slaves in the state be paid a sum for housing discrimination, $223,000, right? So... Let's just say the check is sent. Let's just say. Who's it going to go to? And then what's going to happen a week from then when the money's gone? 
and then they're still going to scream reparations, what my family went through years ago. It's just the answer, folks, is self-responsibility. Education, education, education. That's the answer. There are no shortcuts to success. Before we bring in Frank Morano, let's go to Gracie in Rockland County. Good morning, Gracie. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I'm back in New York. I'm back in Rockland. Thank God. Well, welcome Um, home. Thank you. The only good thing was that you were at 9 o'clock in California. See, it's 1 o'clock and I'm stimulated. I don't know when the hell I'm going to go to sleep. But I agree (laughs) with you. You're wonderful. You need more than an hour. You're really the best. Okay. I agree with you 100%. You are, as far as I'm concerned, an example of achievement. You and Clarence Thomas, those I am really, you came, I'm going to say, from nothing. You had everything against you. So did he. I read his autobiography. But you worked hard. Education, education, education. I would send any kid who has the marks to any school on a full scholarship. But unfortunately, in the public school, because that's where I taught, my husband taught Morris High School 33 years, uh, the kids are so far behind. I don't know what to do to get them to the level. And also, now I'm going to brag. My father came 1928 from Italy with one suitcase, and my son went to Harvard and Harvard Law School. And that's why I love this country, because if you persevere, you could do it. Well, I'm I'm glad, and you're right about persevering. And um, you said you don't know how to get the kids to level. It, it, to me, and I'm not... To me, it's easy. It's easy how you get them to level. It's called hard work and tutoring. Yeah, and Dominic, could I just say something else from my experience as being the teacher? There are too many administrators. We, I, I was in the South Bronx. I agree. We need, and I said back then in '68 when I started teaching, the kids have to be in a class with ten kids and one teacher. All right. That's the reparations I want to spend money with, okay? Mm, now, I, I, could, could, I could get with that, Gracie. I, I right, could support um, that. Yes. I, I, I could support that. Thank you for the call, Gracie. And to those of you that listen to this program, you know that my dog, Dolce, uh, is deceased. And this is not a slam on all teachers, but there are some school districts that if my dog was still alive, I would not let him be a student. Uh, in 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 that school, and so in my son's case, my son has a, a learning disability and epilepsy, and we were told that he could never graduate from high school because of his learning disability. That was almost hilarious to me. It really was, because I was like, "You folks have no idea to the educators in Rockland County what's about to hit you." Because I will not stop until he gets his regular high school diploma, which he did. And then he went to Rockland Community College. And they said, oh, he can't graduate, can't do it, can't do it. Graduated from RCC, transferred to SUNY Purchase. And they had wonderful educators there. And that's where my son got his four-year degree. So now one one could say, yes, Dominic, but... But every every kid doesn't have the parents uh, that that you and your wife advocating for your children. That's true. But what I'm saying, folks, is missing all of those uh, school board meetings and teacher student conferences. There is nothing more important than planting those seeds for your child's education. I could go on and on and on, but I don't have time for that. Uh, I'm going to introduce, because we're going to get right back. We see all the telephone calls. We're going to get to as many as possible. Frank Morano, the man from Mexico. Hello, Mexico. Dominic. How was Mexico? Good. Thank goodness they didn't put that wall up. I was able to get right back into the country. No problem. <laughs> I like your shirt. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm actually out of clean clothes at the moment, so <laughs> we delve pretty deep into w- what's available. So, yeah. Hey, uh, a couple quick things I have for you, actually. I uh, I watch 
watched, and I, I linked to this on Facebook, I talked about this on Thursday before I left, the trailer for this new Al Sharpton documentary. Yes. And so there's this clip of you in it. You're in the mm-hmm. trailer. I guess mm-hmm. you're in the film from, mm-hmm. what was it, uh, 35, 40 years ago? 30, 32 years 32 ago. Years. So what's wild to me about this is, even when I see you at midnight, you are dressed to the nine, suit and tie. The rest of us are in pajamas, right? And you're coming in here at midnight when there's no cameras, wearing a suit and tie. Yet in this clip in the Sharpton documentary, you're dressed, it looks like you're wearing a hoodie. And when did that change, that philosophy that you have of always being, you know, dressed to impress? Uh, back then, I would dress as well. But there were so many protests. Uh-huh. That were called at the last minute. Gotcha. Where all I could do was grab my tape recorder and go. Gotcha. gotcha. So, so like, here's an example. Um, during one, I didn't go initially, Frank. And then I got a phone call from the police department, and they said, you got to rush to Coney Island <laughs> Hospital. Uh, Sharpton's just been stabbed. Oh, boy. And so, so it literally. Right. It doesn't matter know, what you're wearing. Right. right. It doesn't matter. So, But anyway, we're short on time. You see all the calls. What do you have coming up? Uh, well, we've got an action-packed show, a lot of fun stories, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of interesting things. We're going to take a look back at the life and times of Kirstie Alley. I'll give you some of uh, the uh, highlights of my trip to Mexico. We'll give you a preview of uh, today's runoff election in Georgia. That's right. And uh, a bunch of other things as well. We're gonna, we've got a hodgepodge of exciting subjects that we're going to get into today. We're going to do commendations, which we usually do on uh, Mondays, but since I wasn't here yesterday, we're going to do it today. We'll go through some listener mail. Got a lot of fun stuff. Well, what I'm going to do is continue this uh, discussion tomorrow because we don't have time for all these calls, but I'm going to try and get to one or two. And on Staten Island, you're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic. Good morning. Good morning, Dominic and Frank. Um, I don't want to offend anybody, but I get so upset when I keep hearing about the slavery. You know, if any people in this country ever, ever were put through horrors and horrific things, it was Native Americans, okay? They currently, there are many on reservations that don't even have running water, they don't have electricity, but you know something, Dominic? They are too proud. They would never take those kind of reparations. They, they don't ask for them. These are these are people that fought in World War One, World War Two. They weren't even allowed to vote at the time. Okay, and it, it just annoys me when I hear nobody brought them here. They were here. They were here long before the Europeans came. You know, and everything was taken from them. Pine well, Ridge Reservation in, in down in South Carolina. They're the poor, one of the poorest places in the entire country. And I, I, I hear you, but I, I have to step in because we're, we're out of time. So I will continue this discussion tomorrow. Frank, do you have a quick response to uh, Anne, what she I, just I said? Don't, oh, other than to say, and everything she said is accurate, American Indians have gotten a lot from the government in terms of direct payments and things like that. Well, folks, you want to keep it right there. He's back from Mexico. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight coming up right after news headlines with Alex Barnard. Stay with us, folks.